You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey Mallon here with Dave Hewitt. And each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight analysis and opinions on the top trending stories. In the NFL, Dave, are you ready, bro? You got that right, my friend. <laughs> All right, that's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk survival picks, our fantasy go-back starts of the week, some huge games coming up this week, and, of course, the crazy trades that went down this week. But, Dave, Woo. before we get started, bro, we need some nugs, and not only nugs, we need some milestone nugs. Right? <laughs> That's right. We'll start with Russell Wilson, dude. Seattle quarterback passed for a franchise record 452 yards and four touchdowns in the big Seahawks win over Houston, dude. Big game for Wilson. Yeah, speaking of big games, Deshaun Watson, he is not matchup dependent, bro. He can do it on anybody. He passed for over 400 yards and four TDs. That gives him 19 passing touchdowns on the year that's most ever by a rookie in his first seven games past the guy you might know uh hall of fame kurt warner for the most <laughs> passing touchdowns sean watson baby wow <laughs> man that guy is fun to watch he's fun and he's awesome but speaking of awesome how about breezer joining the six thousand completions club he's uh one of an exclusive group there with Favre and manning peyton that is being the only other two guys in nfl history with at least six thousand completions and my guy joey bosa casey a nice mark for Bosa. 19 sacks in 20 career career games. That's the most sacks by any player in his first 20 games since they started keeping track of sacks, bro. Well, speaking of sacks, you just dropped all the nugs out of your sack <laughs> into this show, baby. Nice. All right, Dave. We know the NFL, man. They are notorious for not trading yeah. ever. This week has been blowing our minds, dude. The news was just blowing up today. Let's get it started first. San Francisco's got the quarterback of the future, dude, and all it cost them was one of their second-round picks, and they had a couple of those, so that's no loss. They're bringing over Jimmy Garoppolo, the fourth-year quarterback from the New England Patriots. Yeah, very, very exciting, and they actually tried to get him in the offseason. It was revealed today by GM John Lynch, uh, but this is this sets them up. They don't have to squirm around uh, over in the offseason. They've got their guy. They've also got Beathard on the roster, so they've remade that quarterback room. Uh, they they let go uh, Hoyer, so who knows? He may find himself uh, on the Patriots in not, the not too distant future as the Patriots probably looking for a replacement quarterback. But great move for this 49ers squad, and the price was just I think the price was right for both squads. Oh yeah, dude, he's gonna get them dialed in to move forward with the contract there. My only concern is now who is, you mentioned Hoyer might go to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but, man, you're risking it all with uh, no backup there. But if Tom Brady goes down, you ain't winning the Super Bowl anyway. Right. So, uh, but not a lot of teams have a 40-year-old uh, quarterback with uh, not much behind him. But uh, <laughs> nobody's got Tom Brady except the Patriots. So Just bring another old guy on the roster. That's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hear Vinny Testaferti's available. <laughs> All right, Dave, hit us with another one, man. The news was nonstop, bro. Yeah, you got it, man. It was the Miami Dolphins. This was a shocker out of nowhere. Trading uh, running back Jay Ajayi to the Philadelphia Eagles wow. for a 2018 fourth-round pick, man. Very interesting. And I thought out of nowhere kind of trade. Yeah, totally. No one saw that one coming in. Plus, we talked about Philly. The backfield pretty full with Blunt, Smallwood, uh, Barner, and even Clemens in there. So, um, yeah. But you get a front-line runner, man. This guy... 
has been running great. And what about how stoked he was when he got that phone call? Boop, boop, boop. Hello, <laughs> yeah, it's your agent, Jay. Guess what? What? You are the Dolphins. You're going to the Eagles, man. You know he is fired up about that one, dude. No doubt. He went from a, a lackluster quarterback situation to a young, exciting uh, Carson Wentz there in Philadelphia. He's got to be completely stoked, dude. Uh, no doubt about it. And then another one, dude. I like this one. Dwayne Brown left tackle from the Texans. He went mm-hmm. to Seattle. Jeremy Lane failed his physical, so they mixed up and threw some picks back and forth there. But, dude, this is just what the doctor ordered for these Seahawks, man. If they get a Pro Bowl left tackle in there and they can yeah. start running the football, dude, they're going right to the top there in the NFC, and that might be a trip to the Super Bowl, man. I like that a lot. Yeah, I love the trade. I agree with you. You know, we've been talking about Russell Wilson carrying the team on his back and the fact that their offensive line was really an issue. They couldn't run the ball like they like to, uh, and they couldn't protect the quarterback. And this is an absolutely great trade situation for them. They had to restructure Russell Wilson's contract a little bit to get uh, Dwayne Brown under the cap. He's got, uh, he's worth, a, he costs a little more than $5 million for the remainder of the season. That means he's about 10 or $11 million for next year where he's still under contract. And they do want to extend him beyond that, make it a long-term commitment, man. Yeah, dude. And uh, the Bills had to make the news twice, man. Defensive tackle Marcel Darius, he goes to Jacksonville. That's for a 2018 six-round pick. Yeah. What about Kelvin Benjamin, dude? Woo. Panther is shipping him out, and now he is a Buffalo Bill. Wow, that is a super exciting. And another one that's a complete shocker. Did not see this coming. Was there some uh, uh, discontent there uh, from his part on that squad? Was there some issue between him and the quarterback or, or the offensive coordinator or the head coach or something? It's very interesting there that you would want to ship off a commodity like Kelvin Benjamin uh, like that. And look at the Bills, man. They have done a crap load of trading yeah. uh, in, you know, not just these two trades here, but uh, moving Sammy Watkins, the whole, uh, you know, they are, they are, yeah. they are shucking and jiving, man. They got it going. Matthews and um, now Benjamin, man, two number ones on their former team there. You mix him with Holmes there, you get Clay back healthy, man. All of a sudden, that's a lot of vertical weapons for Tyrod, dude, and Shady in the backfield. This could open that offense up, man. This might be just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, this is a surprising Bills team so far this year. I mean, the surprise is trading and uh, moving as many trades around as this, but the way they're performing on the football field, uh, this team is is poised to go to the playoffs and make some noise. Yeah, man, it's exciting. And then you go back. I got a little news from last week. There will be no suspension for Kiko Alonso on that blast he hit Waka wow. with. Um, there's been, a, you know, dip, different opinions on if it was a cheap shot or it's in the moment either way he's not going to miss any time and it looks like sue won't be missing any time for going dark vader on mallet either i thought that for sure would be a suspension <laughs> right. but apparently you can choke cats out in the nfl and yeah, it's all good no. well sue uh, certainly with his reputation as such a good guy casey yeah. he, he gets the benefit of the doubt there i was a little shocked kiko got off i'm sure they're going to hit him in the pocketbook but uh with the trying to take the hits to the head out of the game that seemed like an opportunity to send a message uh and, and the the nfl didn't see it that way well yeah. casey um it's the suspension is on again. It's off again. It's on again. It's off again. Where are we with this Ezekiel Elliott thing? Is there any news to talk about at this point? Is he going to play the season out? Is he going to be suspended in a week or two? What's going on? Yeah, nobody knows at this point, dude. <laughs> He's got one left appeal uh, left in the tank there. And uh, uh, right now it's not looking so good that the judge got his restraining order thrown out there. Um, so he does have a day to appeal. But uh, at this point, it's looking like he's not going to be there for the Cowboys. Uh, that might change. Uh, not a good look across the league for yeah. uh, the NFL. They don't know what's going on with this, and uh, it's so convoluted at this point. Um, 
it's going to change by the time. Oh, wait, it just changed. Oh, wait, it's just changed back. And <laughs> suspension on again, point. suspension off again. Choose a suspension and go with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the problem is the Cowboys coming up on a brutal stretch of schedule there. They do have a healthy Darren McFadden who's been yeah. uh, inactive most of the season. Alfred Morris, a former, um, you know, led the league in rushing just a couple years ago. So they have some people there. They're not Zeke, but at least yeah. the offensive line has had time to get that cohesion mm-hmm. they were lacking in the first few weeks. So maybe these guys can ride the ship. But, you know, he if he we're getting six games, man. We're getting close to putting him back at week 15 right now. If he misses this week, he's coming back. Push it one more. It's week 16. So uh, they just got to get some resolution to this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine, man. It is. <laughs> It is a mess. Yeah, it's totally a mess. Okay, let's move along, Casey, into the Survivor slash Three Strikes pool. Um, how is your Three three Strikes pool situation doing, Casey? Well, I have not missed a pick the last couple of weeks, so that's good. <laughs> You're on a roll. Yeah, but I haven't made a pick because I am dead, dude. I'm a zombie over here, so um, this segment bores Forgot me now. Go ahead and tell me about who you went with yeah i went with philly over san francisco it was a pretty much a no-brainer and the eagles took care of business it was one of the few weeks where i was not even remotely squirming at all yeah the most popular correct pick last week were the vikings over the browns at just over 40 percent and the most popular incorrect pick at just over one percent <laughs> was the miami dolphins over the ravens what were you thinking yeah that one percent <laughs> they're all south events down there so uh you know, it was uh, it was brutal for them. Most popular um, picks moving into next week: Texans over Colts, Saints over the Bucks, and those Bills over the Jets. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to think about that case. You're off the hook, though, man. Yeah, easy breezy for me. I'm not even tripping. All right, hey, Case, let's do the fantasy go back starts of the week, dude. The people clamor for this segment. They know they know our pain. Tell us about your pain this week. Oh, man, dude, there was nothing I could even do this week. Um, the buys caught me, so I didn't really have a bench there, and I ended up losing by less than two points, which I would have had um, if the refs in the, the Washington game didn't call back that Zeke touchdown. That would have done it for me. Oh, brutal. Or if Jordan Reed didn't get hurt after his five-yard catch, <laughs> or if Thomas Rawls didn't drop the wide-open touchdown in the Seattle game. Those all would have gotten me, but I had no bench players to use. So um, I had to roll with what I had, and uh, that included not even having a defense, and I lost by two points, less than two points. Well, I I had the second-best score of the weekend, Casey, in our league, which is the good news. The bad news is is I lost my game. And in addition to that, I could have easily won the game by putting in Juju Smith-Schuster, who had the game of his freaking career at 25.3. I had Golden Tate. I was ready to pull that swap right up until I found out Golden Tate was good to go. Uh, that cost me 18.7, man. I could have had a 133.8. It would have been my personal high for the year. And instead, it took a big L. Brutal. Brutality, dude. Man, let's go into some NFL action, Casey. Let's get off of this negativity and into the good stuff coming up yeah. in this week Push in the out NFL. The drive, bring in the love, baby. Let's get it started. Thursday night football. We're going to get it started with the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, dude. Bills on the road, favored by 2.5. Yeah, the Bills, dude, sitting there 5 and 2. They're right behind the Pats. Getting a nice divisional win right here would do them wonders. Added Kelvin Benjamin to that mix. We're going to see how much he plays on Sunday or right. Thursday. Jeez, he might, 
Get acclimated. But here's your helmet. Get out there. Yeah, get out. Just run straight. You know the uh, the root tree. It's gonna be a interesting game, man. Yeah, no doubt. I I really love what the Bills team has been doing. They've been running the football, playing good defense. This team uh, is completely legitimate. This is the tank bowl, Casey. Oh, wait a minute. That's just not the way it's working out here at all. Both of these teams surprisingly playing a lot better football than uh, we anticipated going into the year. Yeah, and unless uh, if you're in the family of the Andersons or the Powells, you might know uh, Rodney and Bilal. Other than that, man, you're not knowing a lot about this Jets roster. Jermaine Curse came over um, from the Seahawks there. But, hey, man, they're playing grimy. They've been in most of the games this year. Yeah. And if you uh, slip up a little bit, they're going to beat you there. So, um uh, the, the Jets, man, you know, like you said, they were supposed to tank. That ain't happening. Yeah, what can you say about the Jets? They're a bunch of no-name guys because they shipped out all the name guys that we know, right? So uh, just putting together a pretty solid season. They've still got a chance, if they if they work it right, to tank a bunch of games here at the end of the season <laughs> and find themselves with like the second, maybe the third or fourth pick. Something to think about, Jets fans. All right. <laughs> All right, up next, Dave, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are two-point favorites at home. Yeah, and this Falcons team, dude, and this is a divisional game, obviously. These ones are super important, but this Falcons team has really been playing lackluster football all year long. you got to wonder, obviously, it didn't seem like a Super Bowl hangover initially, but they scraped by a couple of wins early in the season, and they are just getting by. Now, considering they're just getting by, they're doing okay. They're right in the mix there, but they have really got to. They have got to find their rhythm, and it's, I don't know what it is on that offense. I think you might have a clue. Yeah, it's called Sark, baby. Play <laughs> Sark, not getting it done there. You know, you mentioned they were close on a couple of games because yeah. they usually have a few more L's there. They grind, uh, They got a grimy win against the Jets last week. Found a way to win late, so that yeah. is a positive, but uh, it's just not the Falcons we saw last year. Matty Ice way off that MVP pace. Yeah, and then the Panthers on the other side, uh, they're kind of a hot and cold team as well. Uh, you know, really not getting it done. They ship out um, Kelvin Benjamin here now. You got to wow. wonder what they're thinking uh, in terms of, you know, uh, long term here. I don't understand that move at all right now. Uh, I wonder how um, Cam Newton feels about the situation there. I mean, obviously he's getting trying to get acclimated uh, to the to the rookie running back, and they're sort of changing style a little bit. But man, I, this is this is really baffling to me. Yeah, dude, if you're lucky enough to have Devin Funches on your fantasy team, which yeah. I did, and then I proceeded to cut so I could pick up Sterling Shepard, who proceeded to get hurt and go away. Um, <laughs> then you were stoked if you got that guy. But that's the new number one down there. This yeah. offense, like you mentioned, dude, Jekyll and Hyde, hit or miss. they got to get some consistency there. Still uh, working on the way to get McCaffrey super involved in that offense. Yeah. They don't want to run him into the ground, but um, they're not getting much running from the other guys there. So um, you mentioned this is a team in transition, but right in the mix, dude, and a divisional win over the be uh, huge. previous NFC champ. Actually, these are the last two NFC champs. Um, this is an important game for both these squads. Big time turning point game. Okay, moving on to a really good football game. It's the Denver Broncos at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles at home favored by seven. Yeah, the Broncos, dude, they had one great game this year, and it was against my Cowboys, <laughs> where Simming looked off the charts great, man. I think I think that shoulder is still pretty banged up, dude. Monday night, he made some poor decisions, but had some poor throws. you got to wonder if part of it, is uh he's just not right physically 
they started running the ball, which is a good sign for them. That will take some pressure off. But, uh, you know, he's he's been beat up a lot, and I don't think he's ready. So it's kind of like a ship without direction there. you mm-hmm. got a couple quarterbacks. I know Paxton Lynch is a little banged up too, but Brock is back with these guys, and I don't know how much longer you can watch uh, Simeon do what he's doing and not make a change, man. Their season is fading fast. Yeah, don't, you forgot they had another good game where Simeon played well, and that was the first game against the Chargers where they got another W. But they are, this Broncos team is in a serious, serious uh, tailspin right now. Um, having just lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to Philadelphia. This is a bad situation. They got the Patriots right around the corner, dude. This is, could be a stretch where the, the Broncos season completely evaporates uh, if they don't get out of this. And you're right. Uh, Trevor Simeon has not been the, the answer here at quarterback. Uh, and they they haven't uh, got an opportunity to get the uh, the other quarterback up and running because, A, he's he didn't develop like they wanted him to. And, B, obviously he got hurt in the preseason. And so he hasn't been able to practice as much. They haven't been able to run the football like they have in the past when they were successful, certainly last year. And it looks like once they stop, once a defense stops the run and puts them in a bad down and distance scenario, Trevor Simeon is under attack back there and he doesn't respond well. And then you flip it over to the Eagles, man. Life can't get much better for these guys sitting there with the best record in football. Carson Wentz looks legit. And now you add Jay Ajayi to this mix, man. This team on paper, man, they're looking strong. Um, all they keep doing is beating teams. So right now they got a two-game lead in the NFC East, and they're dialing in, man. They got aspirations of a number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, and valid aspirations, dude. They're the best record in football. They're playing arguably the best, uh, the best in the league right now. And you mentioned it. I, I believe that Carson Wentz is leading the NFL in, in in touchdown passes right now. If not, then he's very close to the top. He's playing exceptionally well. Um, they did lose uh, Jason Peters uh, at the left tackle, who's arguably the uh, one of the top left tackles in the entire NFL. We'll see how they can weather the storm after that. And they did still say uh, Blunt is their primary back. I don't know how that's the case, but obviously those two guys have the same role uh, with Ajayi and Blunt. But uh, not good for my Blunt fantasy backup running back. But um, I do think it's a really nice acquisition for this Eagles squad that sees suddenly they're uh, they're ready to, to, to try and win a Super Bowl this year. They don't have to wait, and that's why they make this move to get Ajayi. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. It's going to be an exciting team to watch, though. All right, up next, we've got Washington at Seattle, and the Seahawks are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. All right, Washington, man. Uh, this team, it's got a lot of talent, uh, you know, and They've, they've come close in a couple of games that I think they let get away last week, obviously coming off that loss to the Cowboys. I thought they were going to play a lot better than they did. They still haven't gotten Terrell Pryor. I mean, it seems like how is a guy catch a thousand yards on the Browns with three or four different quarterbacks? And then you give him Kirk Cousins and he's the primary guy and yeah. he, there's no rhythm there at all. They have, uh, Reed, the tight end, who's exceptionally talented, but he can't stay on the football field. Um, and it's, I don't know, we'll see the, the, the mix between Thompson and now getting Rob Kelly back uh, that night. That's a nice tandem. So we'll see where they go. Yeah, lucky for uh, Washington, dude. They have Vernon Davis back there, man. Mm-hmm. This guy's a million years old, but he's playing some of his best football. He's really gotten better at blocking, and he's still got the legit speed, man. You Linebackers can't hang with this guy, so he's a weapon there. But you mentioned it, dude. they got to get Pryor involved in this offense, man. But their offensive line is so banged up that uh, 
it's forced cousin into cousins into some bad decision making. He's got to clean that junk up. But maybe Fat Rob in that run game will help them get something going there. But they're teetering, dude, getting ready to fall off that cliff, and that's bad news because they're going to play the 12th man in those Seattle Seahawks, man. Not easy. Yeah, no question about it. That's a great home field advantage. And coming off that huge, huge game that Russell Wilson um, just had there, then they bring in Dwayne Brown to uh, to reinforce and bolster that offensive line. They're, they're still searching for the running back. They got a handful of them that can play. They just have, they're just not getting the productivity there. But um, maybe this new offensive line acquisition can g- allow them to be the team that they want to be. They run over you team and then beat you with Russell Wilson here and there. Play solid defense, run the football. Yeah, and then you flip it over to that defense, man. They uh, they got burnt by uh, Deshaun Ooh. Watson, those Houston Texans, but there's yeah. a lot of that going on lately. And we saw the play where uh, Earl Thomas tweaked the hammy. It looked pretty gnarly when it happened. It looks like he's probably going to be out this week. Don't know how long, but they need that guy back in the mix. They're a different team with him in there. You saw that courtesy of the pick six early on in there. But at Seattle, I love, like you said, Dwayne Brown, dude, that's a nice addition there. Boy, if they find that run game, watch out because there's, they're five and two with no run game to speak of. So right. might get a, it's going to be a dangerous team moving forward with dangerous at the helm. See that <laughs> there, Dave? Yeah, I see that's clever. Um, Casey, moving it on. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at your Dallas Cowboys in one of the premier games of the weekend. Cowboys at home favored by one. Yeah, these Chiefs coming off a big divisional win uh, Monday night. Kind of stopped the bleeding. and lost a couple of games in a row before that. Um, it looks like Kareem Hunt is human man held <laughs> under 100 yards for the uh the first time this season against those broncos but uh they could broncos could not contain travis kelsey dude another monster game yep matchup nightmare for everybody and uh, alex smith still playing great man um they've moved the ball quite well uh against the broncos on monday night didn't have all the points had to settle for field goals but they moved it up and down this guy dude uh, we said each week he's playing at an mvp type level there yeah and uh man this is gonna be a nice game um a tough tough offense for the cowboys to deal with man yeah absolutely and you mentioned it alex smith playing at an mvp type level his his completion percentage historically is very good but this year it's exceptional and the explosive plays are are there too he can always move the chains with his legs when he needs to and like you mentioned uh kareem hunt i guess he doesn't always get 100 yards but man uh, this offense, you know, they dropped the two games in a row. You mentioned that, but you know what? They could have won both of those games. This yeah, team is playing totally. excellent football. This was, it wasn't a jeopardy scenario for them at all. They just needed to find a way right at the end to win the game. And this one wasn't even close at the end. Uh, so they let two get away there, but this team has been playing phenomenal football. On the other side, Justin Houston, still, uh, an absolute monster for that Kansas City yeah. Chiefs defense. Yeah, man, they are solid. And, uh, Peters with the, uh, the pick six on Monday night, too. Flip it over at Dallas Cowboys. Good thing about this, the game is not in Kansas City. It will be in Dallas. At this point, we don't know if they're going to have Zeke or not. If they don't, it's going to be some amalgamation <laughs> of uh, uh, Run DMC and Alfred Morris and the Smith brothers there in the backfield. But this Cowboys defense, man, it was doomsday 2.0 on Sunday against uh, Washington. They blocked a field goal. And they had three turnovers, getting a pass rush, man, to Marcus Lawrence, leading the league in sacks, um, a healthy Sean Lee and a healthy Anthony Hitchens in the middle. That's making everybody play better, and that's making Jalen Smith look better. Yep. Now he's the third tier there. He's not the first or second. So 
and it's helping those young guys in the back. A lot of young guys getting reps, but uh, this pass rush is legit, and we know about the offense, dude. Yeah, uh, uh, certainly on offense, and you handle it perfectly, uh, adequately, but the offense uh, running the ball with Zeke is a huge thing. I, I think, obviously, as long as they have Zeke, they're going to just try and stick with the formula run the football that offensive line is really gelled since the beginning of the year where they had uh, the, the new pieces in there and the, some of those pieces have now really gotten themselves comfortable uh, and they're working as a fine-tuned unit there uh, even if they do have to go with the other tandem of backs I think they should have plenty of productivity um, on that side of the football and you're right this Dallas Cowboys defense playing a lot better than I think that people thought they would based on where they were last year and uh, having having all those players at their disposal more a little bit healthier um, is really paying off for this Cowboys uh, defense. All right, Dave, we've got Monday Night Football, a big NFC North battle, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. The Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, man, and this Lions team, uh, obviously, um, you know, they're a team that's been hot and cold, but they're playing better defense and running the ball better than they have historically speaking, uh, with Matt Stafford as their guy. So it's not going to be completely on Stafford to just throw the ball all over the yard. Um, you know, I, I, when they get Golden Tate going a little bit like they did two weeks ago, <laughs> I'm a little happier as a fantasy owner. But um, uh, this Lions team, they get the Packers here. It's going to Lambeau, but it's not Aaron Rodgers. So anytime that you think about playing the Green Bay Packers, you think about having to deal with uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's not the case this is right now. Lions have to take advantage of this situation. This is their chance. Big time. in Sunday night against those Steelers, man, they moved the ball well. They just kind of um, sputtered out in the red zone. That yeah. Steelers defense is playing great. But even on a couple of those drives, they went for it on fourth and down. Had they just let Prater go in there and do his thing, they could have yeah. won that game. But they didn't. Got to figure that out down there. Um, they don't really have the go-to guy in the red zone there. Mm -hmm. So still hunting for that. But you're right. This is a great opportunity for the Lions to pass the pack in the division. Uh, no Hundley there. So, uh, you know, so far this could be a, a huge game for the Lions. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and at Lambeau, the pack is, is hard to beat. Their home field advantage is excellent. Who knows what the temperature and the weather will be like there, uh, whether that plays a big role. Uh, and the Packers, uh, you know, how long you know, will it take for Hundley to get to a point where he's completely comfortable and they're comfortable with what plays work well with, with his skill set? You know, now that they've had a couple weeks, I think they wanted to make sure he didn't lose the game for them. But I think they do need to some, give him a chance to sort of unleash a little bit and go for it a little bit here. You're going to have to put some points on the board uh, to, to beat the Lions here, I think. Um, so Packers better... Better get some plays dialed up for Mr. Hundley. Yeah, dude, and having the bye week came at a perfect yeah. time because uh, Hundley did have to come off the bench and just go out there and face that Minnesota defense. Man, that was a brutal task for anybody. So you said we'll find some plays, find out what he likes to do. And it's not like this guy hasn't been in the system, man. This is his fourth year, fourth, I think. Fourth year. Yeah. So um, under McCarthy, this guy's done wonders with quarterback. So I think he's going to play a lot better than he did um, before the bye. And, you know, they stacked a few wins before Rodgers went out there. Getting that run game going, he's just got to get the chemistry with those receivers. Really banged up on the offensive line. When you have Aaron Rodgers out there, you're able to, um, you know, cover some of those deficiencies, yeah. hide them a little bit. That won't be the case with Hundley, but that's going to be a tough place to play. 
they're not going to roll over. Man, it's going to be a hype scene. So don't count this pack out yet, but uh, they got a lot of work to do, dude. Yeah, and they did find that young running back that that, that produced pretty well for them. So maybe they've got to uh, a ground game that they can lean on a little bit and balance that offense out. Oh, man, these games are going to rock, dude. And know what else rocks? Football radio show. And we have a ton of ways that you can enjoy our content. Subscribe to our football radio show channel uh, and comment. Give us some thumbs up over there. Like us on Facebook. We do a ton of great stuff over there. Got you covered on Twitter, at FootballRS. More news than you know what to do with. And if you need the podcast, we've got a free and easy, baby. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Or if you're just one of those OGs, baby, head on over to footballradioshow.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. For Dave, I'm Casey. Enjoy the game, people. We are out of here.